What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Big Me Kickoff. I'm your host, Kevin Noon. It is Friday. April 8th, and plenty to talk about here with uh, Ohio State. Uh, been a big week in recruiting, but I want to turn our attention to the NFL draft. That's coming up here very soon. We love talking about the draft. Ohio State's certainly going to put guys in the draft once again. Can you believe it? This might be a down year for Ohio State in terms of the numbers of players that's going to put into the draft. But a pair of first-rounders, assuredly, unless something crazy happens. But, you know... Better than what I know, let me bring in a good friend of mine, John Vogel, a football sapient, to talk a little bit about the upcoming draft. John, how are you doing, man? Doing great, Kevin, and appreciate your uh, you having me on here, man. Absolutely, and you know, let's let's just get right to it. Ohio State has a pair of first rounders with Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. They have a lot of similarities, yet they have a lot of differences. You know, only, you know, one of them is going to go before the other one. That's just how it works. There's no ties in this situation. Wilson and Olave, who goes first and why, in your opinion? You know, at this point, from everything that I've been hearing, they're very close. Um, but I'm going to go with Wilson over Olave right now. And the reason that is is because Wilson offers a whole lot more, I think, in terms of, you know, schematic versatility than Olave does. Now, both of them played a lot across, you know, the the formations and in different, you know, from a, a boundary to a slot. Now they, you know, they both were moved around. But Wilson is akin to somebody who's a lot like Devontae Smith, right? Who just came out last year and was out of Alabama when, you know, whatever the tenth or eleventh overall pick to Eagles. They're very similar because they're they play bigger than they are, you know, and they're very explosive. They attack at the catch point and that's kind of what you see from Wilson more so than you do from Olave. It's just something that better fits in the NFL right now and from everything, you know, that we've seen in the last few years. And Wilson looks like he's probably the guy that, you know, you're going to potentially go someplace at like eight or at the latest 10 to the Jets. You, you sit there and, I mean, we talk so much about how guys are going to fit into their specific teams. And 
you know, you want to go out there and get that number one receiver. I mean, is is Garrett Wilson a number one receiver for a team? Is Chris Olave a number one receiver for a team? You know, we can look at somebody else who's kind of become a number one receiver just because of the situation with Terry McLaurin when he was drafted by then the Redskins, now the the Commanders. Uh, you know, that, that one's going to take me about 10 years to figure out how to to address that team but you know are 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 both of them number one receivers or neither of them one number one receivers what's what's your view there you know i think wilson could is definitely number one receiver and the reason that i kind of think that is because he has the ability to, to command you know from a route running standpoint and with his, his explosiveness the catch point if you look at guys that are number one receivers that's kind of the number one trait you create the separation and when you you, you, you maybe get a bad throw that doesn't exactly position you well. Maybe you get something, you know, you're in, you're in a situation that forces you to make a play. Garrett Wilson's that guy more so than Chris Olave to me. Because if you look at his top catches compared to Olave's top catches, right? Olave likes to catch on the run more so, you know, so he can make those plays where he goes up and, you know, we've seen him do that before, but Wilson does that to another level. Even sometimes when he probably shouldn't you know so there's going to be some there's going to be a learning curve with both of them as they kind of adjust to the nfl level but to me wilson looks like number one Olave is probably more of a you know a support guy a z you know so he'll play in the boundary you can slide him out of the slot you can use him a bunch of different ways but i don't know if Olave will ever be a number one guy right and you know so, I mean, but both of them, you know, in the in this draft, this this draft, I mean, you know, we've got guys like we've got Drake London at USC, we've got Jameson yeah. Williams at uh, at uh, Alabama, we've got the kid from Arkansas. I mean, there are a lot of guys that are you know vying for you know those those first round receiver grades. Uh, you know, I, and you know, we didn't really talk about this one leading leading into the into the show, but. Uh, you know, how do you see this receiver draft maybe compared to some other ones? You know, so honestly, it's a very, very deep class, right? So you have, a, there, like you mentioned, there's a lot of first-round guys that are going to probably go in the first round. So, you know, if you look at uh, Traylon Burks, like you mentioned, you know, John Mechie might slide up in there out of Alabama, James Williams out of Alabama, Christian Watson could slide up in there, John Dotson. There's a lot of guys that could slide into the first round just based off of, you know, tape and everything we're hearing from the teams. Now, as it stacks up other, you know, classes, you know, recently we've kind of seen this explosion of the receiver position, right, where a lot of receivers get picked, a lot of, um, a lot of teams value that. And it's something that I kind of talked about a couple of years ago, I think going into right at the end of the 2020 season was the position overall was devaluing because of the how many receivers there are, right? It used to be traditionally you had two, maybe three receivers on your team. Now you need three, really four to be a successful passing offense because you're going to be rotating guys. You have so many different roles that they're playing in. Then you have the tight ends. You kind of have that one of those now too. And I'm kind of akin to a lot to the running back position where that's kind of devalued at this point, where it's, you know, that the value is dropped in that position because everybody's running, you know, you need three running backs to run a running back by committee, which, you know, 90% of the league is doing right now. So 
the biggest question with the receiver position is, is that where it's headed? Because it kind of looks that way. Outside of this offseason, which has been insane. We'll get into that later. <laughs> but, like, for the most part, you want younger receivers because they're cheaper. You can have more of them and potentially more talent. That's kind of pushed their value in the draft up. But after the draft, it's going to be a little bit harder for them to make that kind of money. But in terms of it stacking up, it's very deep. It's probably among the best that we've seen in the last three, four years. We keep saying that every year, but we're not seeing 30, 40 guys, you know, get drafted every year. This is kind of one of those years where there's that that many wide receivers that could get picked. I want to talk a little bit about Ohio State specifically and its receiver legacy. I mean, you're putting two in this year. I mean, we can go in, We, you know, Michael Thomas – uh, you know, we can talk about, uh, obviously, Terry McLaurin. We can just go on and on and on and on. Is Ohio State kind of becoming a bit of a of a wide receiver you? I mean, you know, we can go ahead to 23. Jackson Smith and Jigba will probably, you know, rate very high in that one. I mean, Ohio State's receiver recruiting has been through the roof. I mean, talking about guys who are one one year in or haven't even played, I mean, let's not even try and get to them in the NFL. But there are a lot of Ohio State receivers in the league right now I mean, is, is Ohio State kind of becoming kind of a go-to in terms of, of, of a pipeline school for receivers to go to the next level? Yeah, if, I mean, if you look at one of the things that, you know, you hear a lot when you first get into scouting and you start getting around talking to NFL people is they say, don't help the scout, you know, put take the school out of it. But you do have to take into consideration the fact that, you know, you have a, a receiver coach at Ohio State like Brian Hartline that's done such a great job over the last few years, not just recruiting guys, but developing them and putting them in the league. So I think it's more so more of a coaches type thing, you know, where Heartline is kind of that right now, that number one receiver guru guy that's in college football producing these, these players to the next level. So yeah, to a certain extent. And I think as long as Heartline is there, that's going to continue. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, you know, so we've talked about the receivers. 
who is the next Buckeye off the board, in your opinion? You know, when I can go through some of the guys. I mean, on the offensive line, they got Nicholas petit Brer, Thayer Munford. Uh, they got a tight end and Jeremy Ruckert. You know, they got a couple of defensive linemen, uh, Tyreek Smith, Haskell Garrett. You know, they've all kind of, I've seen various grades on all of them. But, you know, from what you've seen, who do you think the next guy off the board is? So after the two receivers, you're probably looking at Tyreek Smith coming off in the late second, early third. Um, the edge rusher class this year is very deep. Um, so I think if we, this is a normal year, we're talking about, you know, Tyreek Smith being surefire second-round pick. But you, he's, he's that more traditional, you know, you're going to play him down in a four-man front, which, you know, is, you know, 80% really is running right now. So that's a good position to be at. Um, and he's shown that explosive ability, especially with his first step and some of the other stuff. I'm going to pull up my notes on real quick to make sure that I got this right. Um, he's got that first step that's really good, very explosive, excellent lateral quickness. He's got good speed, you know, and, and he's a vicious tackler. He's up on his people. And those are all good traits to have at that position. Um, so in his size and length, he did really well down the senior bowl. I think I would expect him to come be off by the mid third round for sure. CJ Stroud had a chance to throw to the receivers for Ohio State's pro day, and you know obviously he's not in the class of twenty, the draft class of twenty two, but he will be in twenty three. I mean, any yeah. Ohio State fan that thinks that they're going to get more than one year of CJ Stroud, I got a bridge to sell you, uh, I got beachfront property to sell you in 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 <laughs> Mexico. I mean, just not going to happen. Is there already buzz about him? I mean, obviously he finished fourth for the Heisman. You know, a lot of people think it's going to be it's going to be CJ Stroud and, and Bryce Young competing for the Heisman this year. I mean, just kind of what was you know what were early reports coming out of Ohio State's Pro Day because I'm sure there wasn't a single scout there. There wasn't a single person of, in, of a person of uh, NFL personnel that wasn't like, well, we really shouldn't be watching this kid because he's not eligible for the draft this year. So just pay no attention. We'll just watch everybody else. No, and if you look at a lot of the, you know, the teams right now that need a quarterback, they're not making any drastic moves to get one, you know, with guys still on the market. You still have people like Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo, and, I mean, the list goes on. There's, I think, uh, Blake Bortles, if you consider that an option, a valid option, he's on the market right now, too. So point is, the quarterback position, there, there's talent there to be found that can be acquired in these teams are not making those moves to get that talent. So because of that, I do think that there's a little bit of a, uh, there's a little bit of a, we're kind of waiting till next year because it's not just, you know, CJ Stroud that'll be there probably in the early first round at this point, but you've got, you know, Bryce Young right now. Bryce Young is probably going to go first overall to, from out of Alabama. But, you know, you've got a better quarterback class next year with more talent, you know, in, a couple other names to kind of keep an eye on. G. Phil Dracovic of uh, Boston College and uh, probably Sam Hartman of Wake Forest. And I think there's a guy in the big, oh, Spencer Rattler, obviously, at South Carolina this year. So the point is, there's a lot more quarterback talent than in, in next year's class. And C.J. Stroud is right up there among the top and probably will be so. It's going to take a lot for him to not go in the top 10 this year, you know. 
Let's turn our attention here to a couple of NFL teams. And once again, you're watching the Big Me Kickoff. I'm your host, Kevin Noon. I'm joined by John Vogel, a football sapient, and he's been gracious enough to give me some time to talk about the upcoming NFL draft. Can't talk about every team. We're going to talk, I mean, we're here in Columbus. I'm here in Columbus. So you got the Browns two and a half hours north. You got the Bengals an hour 45 south. Those are going to be the two teams. Let's start with the Browns. They don't have a one. They, you know, they had to give away a lot to Houston to be able to bring Deshaun Watson in. Their first pick's at 44. What could they hope to get there, and what do you see as pressing needs? I mean, the Browns certainly took a step backward uh, last year. I mean, you know, they're hoping that they shored some things up in terms of the quarterback position. Uh, they go out and make a splash in free agency. We'll talk about free agency here in a minute. You know, it's there's so much has happened in terms of teams rosters you know having significant seismic changes but you know what is it that you think that they need to to really look for in the draft you know it's it makes sense why they made the move for deshaun watson from a football only standpoint you know i've been very vocal about my opinion of watson and you know the way that the nfl and the browns have handled this but all that aside it makes sense why they went ahead and made the move now to get him and move this first round pick because when you look at their roster on paper, there's not a glaring, you know, need that it kind of hits you and you're like, I, they need to address that. So, you know, typically in your first round, you're taking a guy that you're going to try to play right away. Um, and if he's not, if he's not going to play right away, you're going to have a plan in place for him to take over. That's kind of the idea of the first round pick. Second round is when you start getting more into your depth. So when you look from a depth standpoint, they could use you know some interior talent. Um, they're kind of weak. They're kind of thin right now. Defensive tackle. No, I would imagine they're going to address that you know before uh, the end of free agency as well. Uh, and then also, you know, defensive end is a little weak right now too. Um, until what? I think Clowney, Clowney hasn't resigned yet. I don't think right. Um, until he resigns, if they manage to pull that together. I, from what I've heard, he's going to. Um, until that happens, there, you know, they they can still use that there too. But really, the the position that makes most sense to me right now would be center. Um, they could use some help at center position. I remember Nick Harris; he's projected to be the starter this year. Um, back at the Senior Bowl in 2020, there was a lot of concern about him because of his size. He's six foot right around 300 pounds and sometimes when you have a smaller center like that they're they're easily overwhelmed and i think we've seen that with Harris for the last couple of years uh so there's a lot of different i think they're going to kind of try to stay in the trenches someone to kind of keep an eye on might be you know like a, an alec lindstrom out of boston college he's a little bit bigger a little bit stronger um and then also the def defensive side well honestly somebody like tyree smith would make sense there you know, someone who could kind of be that versatile piece on the defensive front. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we can't talk about the Browns without talking about the Bengals because, you know, they're again, we're between the two cities and the Bengals are picking yeah. at 31. Obviously came very close last year. Uh, offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. They address a lot of that in uh, free agency. But that offensive line, you know, some of the poor bad situations they put Joe Burrow in should be criminal, uh, you know. Do they continue? I mean, it, how how deep do they have to go on offensive line in terms of the uh, NFL draft? Or do you see other, you know, do you see something else? I mean, are they a team that's in a position to, you know, if there's a if there's a best player available that they can do that? I mean, have they done enough in free agency? I mean, wh- what do they have to kind of do there? You know, it, what makes most sense is, honestly, it's going to depend how the board falls. It's impossible to project how the board's going to fall to 31. Um, so once we get to about pick number 25, we'll kind of sit there and evaluate and kind of they'll start figuring out what they're going to do. Um, as of now, cornerback makes the most sense. You know, you could, you've addressed your entire, you know, right side of your offensive line and center position already, you know, through free agency. So you've got a really good left tackle in John Williams, you know, and if you can stay healthy, He's a very, very good left tackle and, and someone that you want to kind of build that, that offensive line, the roster around. And, you know, the, the jury's still out on Jackson Carmen, who played all right at left guard, wasn't special, you know, but you spent a second round pick on him last year, so you don't exactly want to throw him out the window either. So you kind of have, you're kind of set at offensive line for now. You know, you have long-term plans on the right side. You're going to kind of have to see how it works. So cornerback makes the most sense because you still got Eli Apple projected to be a starter, and nobody wants Eli Apple to be a starter in Cincinnati at this point. You know, you, you're good in the slot, but you so you're going to kind of hope that you know you can get a corner kind of fall down the draft board. You know, somebody like maybe a Kyrie, uh, a Lamb, Elam. I'm probably saying that wrong, Dane. Yeah, uh, Ky- Kyrie Elam. Yeah, Elam. So somebody like him would make a lot of sense right there, or you know, maybe you get an Andrew Booth. It's very unlikely, but Andrew Booth could fall to that point. That's kind of who you're going to be targeting at 31, I think, is corner at this point. Um, what are some, you know, do you think that we're in store for any more surprises? I mean, you know, draft day, you know, it's a three-day event now. I mean, round one is, is day one. Do you think that there are any fireworks left to be shot off. I mean, it has been just an insane free agency season. We've just seen 
so many trades. I mean, just just recently, you know, teams, you know, packaging stuff to move up a spot. You know, you obviously kind of know what they're who they're trying to move themselves into a better position here or there. But do you think that there's some surprises left that we may, you know, that we're going to go into draft night, or have they kind of, you know, have they have they, have they shot off the arsenal yet? No, I, I think there's a whole lot more left. It's crazy as that sounds, right? There, there's a whole lot more left of surprise. And it really comes down to because this is a this is a wild class in terms of, you know, people needing quarterbacks. There's only a couple guys that might pan out as starters. Um, so the question becomes where do the teams value these guys? You know, you got somebody like Malik Willis out of Liberty. This guy, you know, he's he's an ungodly athlete and he's got a great arm. Like, you know, we saw him make the Zach Wilson throw, except I think he threw at seventy at his pro day. You know, so He's got this crazy arm. He's crazy athletic. That's someone that, you know, a team that needs a quarterback, maybe, you know, Seattle, Carolina, somebody like that. And they're kind of going, well, we can bet on this guy being our long-term fix, you know, because he's got the work ethic. He's got the temperament. He's got the tools. Now we need to refine that, you know, in Matt Corral. So it really kind of depends on where this quarterback class is going to fall and how desperate teams are going to be to start moving to try to get those guys. Uh, draft night's going to be crazy. You know, I would imagine there's going to be at least one more first-round trade before we get to the draft night where there's going to be some picks moved around and some other crazy something. And really, all, it's all because the Rams just want a Super Bowl doing this kind of stuff. I was going to say, this free agency season has just been so wild i mean i i don't even know i was thinking about this leading up to the show i was thinking about this as you were giving your last answer even what you know what what's been the biggest movement the biggest the biggest thing to happen in this free agency season and i don't know if i can even say that there's just one thing in particular i mean what are you know what are your thoughts just in general about just the volatility i mean you do mention that you know, we saw the Rams do a, a lot of tinkering, and it, it, it got them the trophy. So, I mean, just, just the free agency season in general. You know, you can't, you can't define this free agent series by one transaction, which is, which is crazy. You know, I think, I think we're going to be looking years down the road from now, and there's going to be teams that win Super Bowls, and we're going to point back to this, free, this, this offseason period and say, well, that was the move that really helped them, you know, like whether it was Denver acquiring, you know, um, Russell Wilson, whether it was the Chargers making the move for Khalil Mack, you know, and just that division alone, you know, is crazy. But I think um, I think we're going to look down the road. We're going to be like, you know, maybe the Packers collapse over the next couple of years. And we're going to point out Devontae Adams trade is the problem. You know, we're going to look at different things that happen over the next couple of years. It's all going to come back to this this period. So it's really impossible to kind of say, yeah, there's one transaction that kind of stands out. And, and that's the defining thing of this of this period, because it, there is there isn't there. There's been so many. Once again, this is a Big Me kickoff. I'm your host, Kevin Noon. I'm joined by uh, John Vogel, a football sapient. I want to thank John for his time. I'm going to wrap it up here on one last question. You know, we're, we're in the, we're in the home stretch, you know, we're, I mean, the draft is close. How soon after the draft is done, do you start preparing for 23 or are you already making motions in, in that preparation? Because 
you know, the popularity of the NFL is, you know, still sky high. You know, it, it, it avoids a lot of the pitfalls that Major League Baseball does, who doesn't know if it wants to work, if they don't want to work, or or I mean, and even under the best of circumstances, football, you know, football ratings are 10x anything else. So how, how, how quickly do you have to turn the, you know, turn the tables onto 23? You know, it's, it's, I'll take, I'll end up taking a week or two off. Um, but now the prep's already started, you know, like I've got my design you know, already set up and I've already got a bunch of draft profiles started. And a lot of it is because it carries over from this year. You've got a bunch, you know, the, the, the COVID season has really messed up a lot of different things in terms of eligibility. Um, so you've got to be a lot more super seniors that they normally would have declared for the draft this year, but they had that extra year of eligibility. So they took it and they stayed. And so you'd already had some preliminary work done on them and just move them over to next year. But uh, it'll probably be a week or two that I'll take off right after the draft. But after that, it's it's getting right back into it because, you know, NIL's changed everything in terms of, uh, like, how early agents start getting involved with, you know, different um, prospects. You know, we've got some agencies now that are already signing people you know, and, and helping them with their college stuff and, and the NIL and making deals for them with that uh, that we normally didn't see. You know, so I would imagine that my work will, you know, because we work with a lot of agents and, you know, and agencies in general and help them try to find talent. Um, I think it's going to end up starting very, very early. And like I said, a lot of the preliminary work has already been started. And you talk about your work, John. I want to thank you for being part of the show. Tell everybody where they can find you, how they can, how they can follow you on social, and just you know every you know so people who have more questions know where to get to you at. Yeah. Uh, so Twitter would be my is uh, at draftvogel, um, and then footballsapient.com, you know, NFLsapient.com. Either one will get you there. Uh, you just pull up. Uh, you. I put all my work up there pretty much for the most part and then uh, my YouTube channel as well now that has the JDB experience, which Kevin, you, you were on about two or three weeks ago. Exactly. And we had a great time talking to Ohio State. And then also uh, the film room is there as well, which is where we sit down with some NFL draft prospects and we talk about their tape while watching it. And it's pretty fun. <laughs> Well, there you go. So now you know where to find him. Uh, I'll be sure to link his, uh, his his information if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to subscribe. Hit the bell so you don't miss a single show. If you're hearing us on the podcasting platforms, leave us a five-star review. It certainly helps people find all of our great programming. John, I want to thank you for being part of the show. And everybody who is part of, uh, watching, I want to thank you for watching. I'm Kevin Noon. It's the Big Me Kickoff. We do this every week. Talk to you again here very soon.